Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7 o'clock, beautiful Saturday. We welcome you in to Tee to Green right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. As we are every week on location across western New York doing our Tee to Green tour this week. Brings us back to beautiful Lockport Town and Country Club. And with it being a beautiful weekend, we figured we would be outside. We are on their beautiful patio here for the next hour to get you caught up on everything you need to know on the local golf scene, national golf scene, and, uh, of course, our opinions on everything going on here uh, with golf across the world. With me, as always, Kevin Sylvester. Kevin, good morning. I I am uh, afraid I'm going to take more shots. I've taken some shots already before the show from – you know, Raul here at Lockport Country Club, but well-deserved, by the way. So. That's right. But this, you know what? Uh, this new patio here, um, well, completed patio. It was new last year. I didn't make it for the second show when it was completed here. Which they reminded you of. Yes, and haven't <laughs> been here since, which, no, shame on me because I love this place. I really do. And that walk down uh, the left side, if you look at the front of the clubhouse, the left side of the clubhouse, down the path. The 18th green and the, the grass path. Oh, I like that. I noticed that this morning. Just, right. just incredible. I took a stroll down early. Jeff Metis, good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Brian. How are you guys this morning? We're great. This is nice, just lounging outside. Can't complain. Another beautiful day for golf in Western New York. Going to be a little steamy, so get out early. That's right. It's uh, it's an early tea time today with with what the weather's going to be. Lots of time then to hang out on this patio then, Kevin. Well, I figure patio, pool, back to the patio, then maybe when it gets in the evening, you go play another nine. Third world problems. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adjusting your schedule here today. Lots to get to here over the course of the hour. Uh, we'll talk, of course, about Lockport Town and Country Club, some of the things that they have going on here uh, we will be speaking with some members here from Lockport in just one moment. Uh, it's a busy week on the pro circuit. The women's have their PGA championship. The seniors have their U.S. Senior Open. Uh, the Quicken Loans tournament on the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods is playing. We'll talk about his rounds. Uh, we'll get our Western New York PGA tip of the week. The International Junior Masters went on this week. A dramatic finish yesterday in the finals. Uh, we'll speak with tournament director Jeff Kamian uh, for a few minutes at 7.20. And a dramatic uh, finish to a match I had with Steve Beatty from Custom Turf Wednesday at Elkdale. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll have time for that. If we don't, I'll, I'll tell it another time. Okay. You, you're good for those kind of stories, Kevin. So It was it was a remarkable finish. That's all I'll say. That's I did right. hear the story. <laughs> it was, T- we don't have 20 minutes, though. So. No, we don't. <laughs> no, that's right. That's, right. that's true. Tina Green here on the air live from Lockport Town and Country Club presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra Custom Turf, as Kevin just mentioned, and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. So we're here at Lockport Town and Country Club, and as we do, we get to uh, have the warm greeting, as we always do, with... I'll steal Kevin's phrase, the best-dressed general manager in all of Western New York golf. Rollin O'Malley is with us here. Rollin, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. We always like having you here. Have you noticed, by the way, since, you know, I gave you that moniker, that other GMs, like when you meet, they try to step up their game just to try to compete with you? Like Brad Pollock? He's he's tried. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, why even bother, guys? Seriously. You can't compete. No, every time you see, uh, if you even on a warm morning like this, he still br- brings out the the sport coat, which is nice. Have you? Have you? Right. It, it's nicely stitched too. Have, have you ever <laughs> not seen Ronald O'Malley like dressed to the nines? You know, I have put not. Together? No, you haven't. That's right. 
By the way, if, uh, if you're watching us here live on our TD Green Facebook page, you can see it. So, or right. if you're listening, here's your chance to see how good he looks. Also with us here from Lockport Town and Country Club, Judd Noto, the head pro. Good morning, Judd. Good morning, guys. I appreciate you guys coming out. It's uh, obviously a lot warmer than last time. I think the last time it was uh, we had a frost delay. That's right. It was uh, We were here in April, and it was frosty, definitely. <laughs> the whole month was. But, Judd, I know that when we spoke with you in April, you were just kind of getting started here with uh, your being now your first full year here. Um, at the club, just tell us how it's going for you on the golf side. Um, I've obviously been super busy, um, just starting and learning the new operation, but it's been great. Raul's great to work with. Um, the membership's excellent. Our superintendent, Jason Ozzy and his crew do a great job, and I'm lucky to be here. They do a great job out there. The course is excellent condition, and the members are great. As you've gotten to know the golf course a little bit more now since when we spoke in April, uh, what are some of the things you like about it? You know, I had never played it before um, I accepted the position. Um, I was actually very impressed with the club. I've never um, been out there, and there's a lot of different looks and holes out there. There's dunish looking holes. Um, there's parkland holes. So it's a good mix of holes. A lot of On this side of the road, there's a lot of up and down. You get side hill lies. The bunkers are deep. Um, as I said, Jason and the crew do, do a great job, so it's excellent condition. Have you learned to love or hate the third hole? <laughs> I don't like the tee shot there. <laughs> the green's tough. That, that's one of my, if I had to say a least favorite hole, that would be one of my least favorite. I think it's one of the greatest par fours in Western New York. I like four of the yeah. best. That's my favorite hole out here. That four's a great hole, too, coming yep. back. Well, I always, uh, th- three, uh, I fade the ball. So, like, so it fits you. I, it fits me, but it doesn't mean it's an easy tee shot because you, you can, you know. If, if you, you go too far left, you're, dead. you're better yeah. off too far right because you're wide open. Yes. You'll be in the fourth fairway. But Fade's they, being generous, too, for your ball flight. <laughs> All right, well, power. <laughs> power power fade. fade. Power you got, you cut. Got the yeah, how yes. you told me to describe it, right? Um, but. And the, the, the green, if you hit a good one, the green's no bargain either. No, that's a tough green. To, yeah. Depending on the quadrant it's in, it's easy to three-putt. I mean, I've had 30-foot putts that I've three-putted easily. I think one of my greatest golf accomplishments, I birdied that hole once. Um, and I didn't hit a great drive. I stuck a four-iron to like 15 feet and made the putt, and I felt like, wow. <laughs> I think that's what the plaque says out there. And there is. There yeah. actually is a, there is a yes, plaque there. out there. Raul <laughs> yeah. and I worked yeah. that out. There's a plaque out there. <laughs> But no, it, it is it is a great golf hole, and I you know I asked that kind of kiddingly love or hate, but it's just one of those holes you talk about at Lockport. It's you know, a good hole, and I play a fade, so I like that. But it's it's a it's tough, tough fairway to hit. Having a variety of holes, though, like you said, that it sets up here. I mean, that's got to be good. And Raleigh can jump in on this too. But for the membership, that we know that at times when you're trying to, we, you know, I know Jeff always suggests sometimes play it a different set of tees. Or, you know, do something to maybe kind of change up to make it fresh to give you something new to focus on. But when you've got a nice variety of holes like that, then it doesn't really get stale for the membership. No, we have a lot of members that play, I would say, the black tees. And they'll play the black tees on Saturday and the green tees on Sunday. So they mix it up a bit. Um, Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm noticing the trees. I mean, when I'm here every time, I notice how it's just a beautiful parkland golf course with these massive, massive trees. It doesn't look like there's a lot of ash out there because your trees, or trees still have lots of leaves on them. Um, and it's just a beautiful walk through the woods. That's what I've, I've always enjoyed when I'm here. And we've done a lot, as you know, over the last eight to ten years, we were just overgrown because the trees were growing out over the tops of the fairway, so you were hitting under trees to try to get to an elevated green, and it was hard. So the, the, the course has become, let's say, more playable than unfair at sometimes, because sometimes it could have been, years ago, could have been a little unfair with all the growth when you've got a club that, of course, was built in 1911. It's, those trees know, get big fast. Those trees get big fast. And so. you can't grow grass under trees very well, can no. you? No. That's a trend, though, that, that uh, is beyond just here at Lockport because I know when we were at Glen Oak you said some of the changes you've been working on is that you know taking out trees and we've heard that from other places that we've been at throughout the year that uh, it's not that anybody's uh, trying to promote themselves as you know hey we're just going to chop down trees but it's it's really for the benefit as you had said for the growth of everything else around it and also too just to make it a little more playable for everybody and a lot of times the architect didn't design the hole with trees in mind you know everybody wanted that parkland look for a while that was popular that was in in vogue for a while and i think when oakmont decided to go back and i mean talk about a change if you've ever been to oakmont before and after you'd notice a massive difference and and from all accounts their turf's better and it, it seems like it's a better golf course it seems harder and and yeah trees they're they're great 
until a certain point, and then they encroach on your play, then they need to be trimmed or taken down. 709, the time here on T to Green. We're live on the patio at Lockport Town and Country Club. Thanks for being with us here on WGR as well as on our T to Green Facebook page. Lots to get to here over the course of uh, the hour, so hope you can be with us here all the way up until 8 o'clock on WGR. Judd, I know you came, you, one of your jobs previously was at Shinnecock, right? Where, sure. of course, we just watched the U.S. Open. They also took down some trees there, too. They took down quite a bit of trees. Yeah. That course itself, obviously, at some point took a little bit of abuse from the setup from the USGA again, too. I'm curious of someone that knows the course really well like you, just what did you think of kind of some of the reaction of some of the players and how the USGA handled that and uh, just in general. Yeah, here, here's a grenade, Judd. Answer no, that. No, no, no. I, well, no, I was going to transition into in terms of just. So where did they screw it up? What you, all right. But you know what? Let's beat her on the bush. Yes, go for it. Here's you know, your chance here. Go for it. No. I think they did a great job of setting up. Um, unfortunately, on Saturday, I didn't have a lot of opportunity. I was so busy here at the club to watch it. Um, Sunday, I watched quite a bit of it. Um, and to me, it seemed like they didn't. Um, the wind didn't cook up as much as they expected on Sunday, and they slowed the course up. So I would have preferred to have it a little bit faster on Sunday, being the U.S. Open, the final round. But um, I think the USJ did a great job setting it up. Um, obviously, it's a great course. I do wish it was a little faster on Sunday. Are you paid by the USJ by any chance? I'm You're not. in the minority here, I think. <laughs> well, yes. I, you know what? It, to to Maybe his comment. I thought Patrick Reed made some interesting comments uh, post round on Sunday when he said he was asked about it mm-hmm. um, on Fox, and he said, "Look at you know what the course on Saturday, for the most part was fair. There were two old locations that were about two yards off of where they need to be. And thirteen and fifteen. 13 he 13 said. And 15. He goes, they got them wrong by two yards. Other than that, it was fair. Right, and they didn't weren't expecting that wind. I don't, I think that day. Yeah, I mean, I." From what I gather from the people I talked to down there, the greens weren't that fast on Sunday. They were rolling 11 to 12, which for a U.S. Open Sunday. Is a course like that set up to maybe have super fast greens? I mean, is it just – Those greens can be super difficult because of the runoff areas. Um, Can they handle – is there too much slope to handle a lot of speed on those greens? You know, there's slope on certain greens. Like um, I would say 11 green can be super difficult, 13 – 15 can be difficult. It just depends on the whole location and how fast they are. And that course, if anything, can change more than any course I've ever seen from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. in the afternoon based on the winds. Um, I've been there, and they've stamped the greens at 12 in the morning and 15 and 3 in the afternoon. Mm. It just depends on the winds and the sunlight. And you want to try that here at 14 with a left hole location. You want to put it at 14 on the stem. Well, I'm trying but, to get right. Raul to do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great another great holes here. Uh, you talk about slope, right? Cuz you have you have, have a lot here. of movement in the greens. Yeah, sure. so talk talk, you know, be a place like Shinnecock which everybody uh, saw on television and here like there are several holes that have some great undulations here. One, one green uh, comes to mind. Uh, 16 green, actually, I think is underrated in the undulation on, on some of the whole locations there. How does it compare? I would say these greens, um, to be honest with you, have more movement. I would say the difference there is there's more um, runoff areas where it's shaved off around the greens, where if it gets quick, you can putt into bunkers, you can putt um, the 10th hole. I never um, want to putt into a bunker. No, you're saying Shinnecock, you can putt it. You say Shinnecock, you can putt into bunkers. Right. Okay. Um, I think these greens are more sloped, but there's more runoff and shaved areas. Like, um, I know at times the fairways there were rolling at eight five to nine five, so if you get rolling, they're going to roll like the tenth hole, which you can't see on TV. Um, I was watching it with a few guys here at the club, and the elevation change, similar to Augusta, you can't. TV doesn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's up and down pretty significant compared to what you see on TV. Um, on the 10th hole, the 7th hole, the Redan hole is very similar. You can putt into that bunker pretty easily. Speaking of putting, we're going to get to our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week here in just one moment. And we're going to talk about putting here with Judd uh, and with Jeff here as we broadcast live from the patio at Lockport Town and Country Club. From Lockport, the head PGA pro Judd Noto and also the general manager, Roland O'Malley. Uh, Roland, before we get to the tip here, let's just talk to you about, I know, you know, we're kind of giving Kevin a hard time about not seeing the patio complete, but now it's the first full summer of you guys having this whole venue here looking as spectacular as it does. I know you said it was a busy night here last night. Uh, the weather has been very cooperative. 
uh, this summer as well for things like that. How has that helped in terms of just uh, what you guys can offer here to your members? It's been um, – it was better than I thought, and I usually am a dreamer to think of, but I can't believe the change in the atmosphere and the amount of people that now – and it's very difficult in clubs, as all of us do know from being around them. It's difficult for your members to make that their destination. I've been blessed with the fact that now I'm seeing the same people coming here to eat three or four nights a week, sitting down here, sit upstairs. So it's become really as of the last show we met, Adam, I think our new chef was on. It's just made, it's just all really come together. And it's, and it's really surprised me, and I'm happy about it. The members are happy. They're excited to be here. The golf course, um, of course, you know, is a draw for this club. And then adding this on to it as they're coming in the finishing holes and looking up towards the clubhouse, this bar will be open, there's some music playing. It's made a complete transformation of what, what we do here at Lockport. I'm sure you had a few skeptics like with the project. And probably when they saw it now, they're like... Maybe one. Okay. That one person <laughs> came and said, well, you know, some people don't like change. That's no, just, it, it, you're absolutely yeah. correct. There was a lot yeah. of people that just said it was unnecessary. But I bet now that they experienced the, it, they're like, well, you were right. You know, when they call, they, can I get a reservation out on the deck tonight? I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen for and, you. And, <laughs> and a lot of them have come, you know, they've come back, and that's good. You know, I really didn't think that it would make a difference. I really I thought it was a waste. It wasn't. Yep. It's what people want. People want places, unique places to go. I mean, look at this. You want to sit here and eat a hamburger or have a fish yeah. fry or have a steak and just look out over this at the night as the sun's setting. Come out here, you know, as Jeff said, and, and have a cup of coffee in the morning and just look at this in the morning. It's unbelievable. Yeah. If, you, uh, really if you haven't been here and you're listening and you're thinking about it, uh, you know, I know Rollin would encourage if you want to come by and check it out, come by and contact him. And uh, they'll set up a little tour for you. But if you want to see the picture of our view, I just tweeted it out about 15 minutes ago at Brian WGR. You can check it out. Raul, I know you still have your trial membership going on. We're going to pass along that information. The, um, what we found over the last few years is when you talk to people that are coming for a first time to join a club, a country club, and sometimes they're unsure. You know, they're, I don't know. And I think understandably thing. so, right? I, you're, it is. You're nervous. It's a, you feel like it's a, it's a commitment. You're not sure of what it's all going to be. Am do. I going to use it enough? You know, right. I, yeah. you know, is there value? You have to go through all that. So what we've done is we've allowed three months trial. You pay the same dues as to whatever category you're in. At the end of the three months, you're not, this isn't for me. You go on. Um, we've we, we've uh, we got three people that joined on it this week alone. And usually we get about 10, 12 people a year. We keep six of them. I, I think that's a good It's a good rate, sure. Because they get in with people, and, they, and, and it gives people an opportunity. And another thing that I found, you know, and I can't exactly remember when we started doing the trial membership, I've probably got people that left after the three months. Kids are a big part of it. Different styles of life, doing different jobs, changing. They're already back here as members. They come back two or three years later after things in their life change. Sure. And they join back. So it's it's been a good that's a good program, you know, that I think a lot of clubs should try and do, you know, to, to get people back into interested in trying this to see if it's a fit for them. Absolutely. Because cool. it's worked for us here at Lockport. Well, it, the other thing, too, I, I, I enjoy about um, Country Club, the lifestyle is – you know, pathways take people different different ways in life, and some people move, jobs, whatever. And you you come and Judd, I'm sure you've experienced this, all the clubs you worked at. People come together and they find people of uh, you know common interests, co- you know common sure. themes, and and perhaps something different. And you've got different age categories. You play play with each other. Uh, so Peter has been a long time member here, and I know he plays with some young bucks here. And I played with him last year, and he he whipped them. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. But it's just great to see their friendship uh, develop uh, in two different age categories. That's awesome. why you join a club. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, before we let these two gentlemen go here, let's get our Western New York PGA tip of the week in. Brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. And Jeff and I got a chance to play a few holes at Glen Oak together on Monday. And you noticed something on some of my shorter putts that I thought was a good tip that you saw. And... I ended up 
since playing twice since then, I've really been conscious of it, and it's been a big improvement. So um, just maybe we'll talk about, especially I, I feel like I was doing it even just more so on shorter putts, too, of that I was not going back far enough, if you want to kind of take it from there, Jeff. And then, Judd, you can jump in with your take here on maybe just uh, what you want to talk about with a putting stroke, especially for some shorter putts. Yeah, so for putting, you need to get three things right. you got to read the putt correctly. you got to hit it on the line you intend, and you got to pick the right speed. So, But speed being the most important. You had a very short backstroke, and we're trying to accelerate through the putt with a very long follow-through. Very yeah. difficult to control your speed, and there's no rhythm or flow then. It becomes a, like a stab or a poke as opposed to a stroke, a flowing stroke. And it also, it, 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 when you change directions that quickly or that abruptly, it, it can make the face twist and stuff like that. So a little longer backstroke. I like people that have somewhat equidistant strokes a little bit longer back maybe a little bit shorter on the way through kind of the opposite of what you had going actually yeah and that uh that seems to give people the best feel and keep their blade square as long as possible so if you if you notice your fellow competitors or you're out there playing and they have a really short backstroke and a really long follow-through you may want to actually try to work in the opposite direction if you watch the good players on tour the best putters they don't have very abrupt strokes they have flowing strokes and they have they'll have a little bit longer backstroke in comparison to their follow-through for the most part. Judd, do you want to jump in? Just some thoughts on sure. that? Sure. I agree with Jeff, absolutely. Um, you see a lot of amateurs that will get up and hit short putts, short backswing, and quick follow-through. Um, I think it should be more flowing stroke. If you watch the guys on tour, they're back and through, pretty much equidistance back and through, um, and that's really important. A lot of guys get yeah. up there and hit it quick. Yeah. And you still got to hit it in the center of the blade and things like that. And that's how you get, you know, if you were trying to, one of my favorite drills, and we worked, I don't know if we worked on it with you, but you hit towards the collar of the green when you're on the putting speed green. Speed drill. Yeah, speed sure, drill. Yeah. Just putt to the collar and have it not touch the collar, have it get as close as possible. And you'd find if you were doing that the best you could, you wouldn't have a very short backswing and a, and a, a poke right. through there. You'd we have just filmed a, that the right. other day, uh, that drill. That's right. It'll be yep. up at buffalosportspage.com. Uh, in a few weeks, that drill, uh, we filmed a bunch, and that was one of the ones putting. Judd, I think you would agree with this, too, for Brian. Um, is standing over the putt and saying, God, I hope I make it. God, I hope I make this. It's yeah. probably not the best mental thing to say. <laughs> I think well, well, he says it out ones, loud. you got to get up That's there right. and pick your line and hit it. You don't want to think much about that. Just get up there and have confidence. Yeah. But taking, that, taking the longer backstroke, though, I just in the last two rounds since then, it's, it's definitely making been, more putts. Been, yeah, yeah. Been making 40 more putts of, instead so. of 45. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you'll, notice your, no you'll notice your grip pressure will get a little lighter then, too, typically. People that have those short, quick strokes tend to have a tighter grip pressure yeah. also. The only Bad guy who does that little chop is Snedeker, right? Yeah, he pops stroke. He's there. about it. Not a lot of the guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Ricky Fowler's got a quicker stroke, but. Yeah. Well, Rollin and Judd, thank you so much for having us here today. Appreciate uh, your insight. And, uh, Rollin, again, if somebody wants to come and just uh, get more information, where do you want to send them? They can could, they could call the club um, at 433-5969. They can ask for me, ask for Melissa. We'll take care of them. Um, and it works easy. Just stop over. Great. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Once they Thanks walk back here, us. they're going to be like, wow. That's right. This is, this is, you got the wow factor here, Rollin. You had it with the course. He had it with the suit coat. and Well, he has That's it with true. his dress. We've already, you know, we've already done that. But if, right. when they come out back here, it's even greater wild factor. That's right. Thank you, gentlemen. Well done. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate guys. It. Judd Nutto, the PGA pro here from Lockport Town and Country Club and general manager Rollin O'Malley. All right, before we go to break here, on, our, on the phone right now joining us, the tournament director of the International Junior Masters, Jeff Kamian from East Aurora Country Club. A dramatic finish yesterday in the final. Jeff, good morning. I know it was a busy morning, week guys. for you. Thanks for uh, for giving us a few minutes here this morning on a day you'd probably maybe like to sleep in a little. But uh, what a finish yesterday uh, in your final! Can you give everybody some of the details? Sure, it was uh, it, it was very exciting. Uh, we had uh, two similar players. Jacob Tarkany came to us from Arizona, and Nicholas Quintero, who uh, was one of the uh, Colombian uh, contingent this year, and uh, both uh, keep the ball in the fairway. Both have very good short games and are good putters. And uh, so Jacob started off, and he was uh, two up like through eight holes, and uh, Quintero just kind of kept chipping away at it. And uh, chipping away is uh, pretty appropriate. Uh, on, on the 13th hole, uh, it looked like uh, Jacob was, was going to take the hole uh, after you guys have been out, out there and uh, – um, it's really possible to do this, and uh, Quintero uh, putted the ball off the green, and it looked like uh, and uh, he was going to lose the hole, 
except for then he chipped it in to have the <laughs> hole. And uh, he uh, Quintero made a, a, a great uh, sand save on number 14. And after uh, Tarkany on 15 uh, hit his uh, tee shot to less than a foot, um, Quintero chipped in to have for birdie on 15. And that, that was kind of what, uh, uh, you know, kept him in the match. And then uh, Quintero uh, wound up winning the 17th hole. And uh, they came down 18. And uh, uh, unfortunately, Jacob drew a terrible lie in the rough on 18 and had to uh, lay up in front of the water. And uh, uh, Nicholas, Quintero kind of uh, took all the drama out of it by stuffing his uh, approach shot to about five feet, yeah. and uh, which sealed the win. And it's the first time, as great as the players Columbia has sent us over the years, it's the first time a, a Colombian has actually uh, won the IJM. Yeah, that's great. And I know uh, for, for those that actually want to see some of the some of these chip-ins that Jeff's talking about, uh, if you go to the the IGM Golf Twitter feed, that's where I saw some of those chips yesterday. That, that's pretty amazing. Uh, Jeff, can you just, I, for those that maybe didn't get a chance to hear you last week or our show last week, just uh, this event now, this is the 66th annual. Uh, you said, a, you know, a winner from Columbia and how truly international it is. Just uh, the realm of, of where it is. I know you guys were very happy with the strength of the field this year. Uh, just tell everybody a little bit about just kind of what Nicholas accomplished this week in terms of who he was playing against. Yeah, we um, we uh, we had a really strong field. We had our lowest uh, uh, 36 hole cut that I, I, I can't say it was the lowest ever, but it's the lowest anybody can remember anyway. Uh, uh, 36 hole cut was at 152. So the, the top 32 out of 80, um, uh, the cut was cut line was 152. As a as a reference, last week it was 156. Uh, so we had uh, some very strong players. The Colombians uh, and the Mexicans were, were very strong, and uh, we had a, a record number of Canadians this year. Uh, I, I believe we had 28 Canadians in the field, and and uh, very very strong players. So uh, dur- during the week, we had a, a couple uh, young men shoot 67, uh, which is four under par. And uh, we had a, a 68. And a, a young uh, man, 14-year-old from Mexico, opened with a 78 and then shot 69 the next day. So these kids were, were very strong players. And uh, one, of the, the, uh, one of the kids was... Uh, Mark Turner, he's an 18-year-old from the Boston area, and uh, he took, I believe it's uh, uh, Parzali. Everybody knows him from uh, the, the amateur at, at the uh, at the Masters in the U.S. Open. He's a Boston firefighter. Yep, uh, very strong player. And Mark Turner took him to 18 holes at the at the uh, Mass uh, amateur last year. So very strong player. So, uh, and when I say strong player too, he hits the ball a mile. <laughs> so, um, our, our 335 yard fifth hole. Uh, so, um, it, it was a very strong field this year. Yeah, Jeff, which one are you? Which one did you invite for the member guest this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That would that would be uh, that would be nice to have. <laughs> no, no doubt. Well, I know that now. For those that want to see Nicholas, he gets an automatic invite to the Porter Cup as well, uh, which will yes, uh, will be in about a month or so from now. So that's a that's a cool thing for him as well. We talked about that last week. The the connection now uh, there, and as we said, it's it's a it's a path to playing a pro event because now he's in the Porter Cup. And if you win the Porter Cup, you can be in the Web.com event at Peak and Peak. Yeah. So it's, I mean, what a way to, to get a career going here if if, uh, if if all everything lines up for him. Absolutely. And uh, one thing I'll, I'll point about uh, uh, Nicholas Quintero is that, you know, he was our first day co-medalist. He was our uh, overall co-medalist, and uh, and then uh, he he won uh, five matches essentially to, to, to win this thing. So he certainly earned it. And he's the type of player. Um, I don't know how low he can go, uh, over 
at Niagara Falls, but he's sure not going to go high uh, because he he just keeps the ball in the fairway. He hits it long enough, and he's got uh, just a wonderful short game. Yeah, Jeff Kamian, the tournament director of the International Junior Masters, the 66th edition, just being wrapped up this week, and a Colombian, the champion for the first time. Jeff, we uh, we loved coming out there and checking it out. Uh, by the way, just before we let Jeff go, uh, kudos to to Jeff and PGA Pro David Jones and everybody at East Aurora and the rest of the uh, the Western York PGA Pros that held uh, what they did for the first time ever is they had the PGA Junior League teams, all of them there and had over 40 golfers playing on Tuesday after the players played in the morning. And I know uh, from being there, what a cool event. And, uh, Jeff, I'll, I'll, uh, I know that you're not uh, one to pat yourself on the back, but for you and for David and uh, for the rest of the PGA pros involved in that, uh, that was a, a tremendous thing. And uh, I know that you guys were overwhelmed with the response, and I know that it's, it's going to just take off from there. It was a great event. Yeah, we were, we're, we were thrilled that – we were surprised we had such a response to it, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun out there. It, it was a beehive of activity around the practice screen, and uh, we were great, grateful for uh, the help from Chris Kalinsky and uh, John D'Addario and the and the other PGA pros coming out there directing traffic for us. But what a fun event that was! Yep, Jeff. Thanks again. Congratulations on another great tournament, and uh, we'll be talking with you soon. Sounds good. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Right, Jeff. Thanks. Jeff Kamian, Tournament Director of the International Junior Masters at East Aurora. Okay, time out here. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk about Tigers, a couple of rounds. We'll talk about the Duster Challenge. And uh, a gentleman that was in our Michelob Ultra Challenge, which we're going to pass some info along, who happens to be a member here at Lockport, is going to join us next. So uh, more coming up here. TD Green rolling on live from Lockport Town and Country Club with Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Medes. I'm Brian Colziel. Back with more in a moment right here on WGR. Welcome back, T.D. Green, live at Lockport Town and Country Club. We're sitting on the beautiful patio. Going to be a nice, warm weekend here. Great place to hang out. Want to thank our guests from last segment, the general manager, Roland O'Malley, and the PGA pro here, Judd Noto, for their insight and good opinions on uh, some of our roundtable topics. If you're just joining us and you missed that portion of the show, we'll send it out a little bit later on Twitter at BrianWGR. It'll also be up on our on-demand section at WGR550.com. You heard it is time for the check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, the Quicken Loans tournament this week, the Invitational, I believe is what it's called there, at uh, TPC Potomac. And this week right now, they've got a three-way tie for the lead. Bo Hostler, Ryan Armour, Brian Gay are all at minus nine. But, of course, all of the story is about what Tiger Woods did yesterday. He shot a 565. He is four off the lead. And the buzz coming into the week was about the fact that he made a putting change, a putter change, I should say, no Kevin. Sh- no shock to me. Yes. The he, ne- he needed to change something. Scotty is in the bag. He's got a tailor-made putter now. He, he needed to change something. He was missing short putts. That was one of his hallmark, uh, you know, his trademarks, right? Uh, the clutch short putt. Yep. And he's he was the best putter in the world forever. Yeah. Forever. And that's yeah. What, yeah. If he would have putted just normal at Memorial, he would have won by four strokes at right. the He was negative seven on the field in strokes gained putting. Well, I was watching Thursday when he shot even par 70, and he had probably five holes in a row from, like, 12 through, like, 17 there or so where he could have made them all. Like, back in the day, he would have made five or six or, you know, four or five, and he made one birdie. And a lot of times when they were showing it in replay ground view, like, it looked like he was hitting it square. He's got the the line on the ball. It was rolling right over where it was. He was just – he looked like he was misreading it. So it's got to be some confidence, too, in terms of what he's reading and things like that. And it's a a unique putter because it's heel shafted in that that version of putter. I guess it's got a little bit of toe flow. Yeah. Um, So it's a a little closer to – you know, as a far blade, as a change right. goes, yeah, then it would be a mallet. I asked yeah. Bo Hostler, uh, who's in the lead, about the, the spider putters, right? You've seen more and more of the better players use the spider putter, and I, <laughs> it was a restroom conversation, okay? <laughs> <But> anyhow, I, <laughs> I, I, I bet he was comfortable. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I asked him when we were, we were done. <laughs> anyhow, uh, I said, hey, Bo, because uh, I've been following him at the memorial, and I said, you know, what is it about that spider putter? I said, you know, I've been told that there's a toe hang. He's like, they just go in. Yeah. <laughs> he jumped, but then he goes, actually, it's easier to line up 
on the short ones. That's what he felt. That's why a lot of music. It's easier to line up. He felt. You don't think Taylor made selling any of those putters this week, do you? Oh, they got. They were loving every putt that rolled yeah. in yesterday. No doubt about it. So, uh, if you want to watch Woods today, he tees off at twelve twenty-five with Joel Damon. Oh, Joel. Yeah. Kev. Anything. <laughs> Joel Damon, everybody. Okay, good I know transition. He's not related to Johnny. Does <laughs> has Tiger met Joel Damon? Let's let's play that game. Uh, I know I haven't. Yes, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, joining us here from Lockport Town and Country Club, one of their members, and the reason we bring him on also because of the fact uh, I we uh, happen to know him from last year's Michelob Ultra Challenge. Kevin and I he owns the greatest performance in that uh, event, in that event. The two year existence right. of it. Yes, uh, Mike Venditti is with us here. He's a member at Lockport, and uh, he's also a good golfer in his own. Oh. He's a high school golf coach, and uh, I've gotten to know him through some of our tee to green events. So, Mike, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks right. for uh, for coming in. I know Kevin. Uh, Kevin and I still can't get the fact uh, can't get it, our memory out of the head when we when you played in our Mick Ultra Challenge last year. Of uh, your drive that never varied from just being oh. straight and down the middle every single time. Yeah, I wish it was like that every day. Unfortunately, <laughs> it isn't. Um, you know, uh, Coach Leary and I had a great time when you, uh, last year when you guys invited us. had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was, a, it was a great time playing at Santeria with you two guys, and we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you know what? You guys were fun to play with, and it was. You both played well, but uh, you know, we used. Uh, we did. What do we do? We did shamble. We did best ball, then shamble best ball, and then we figured, all right, alternate, alternate shot. shot. Yeah, we got him. We right. only played two holes of all day to close us out. Yeah, that's how dominant we it was. Yeah, it was a good day. for And us. then we bet and lost too. So, yeah, yeah, it was a good day for you guys. Good day for them. We're going to uh, talk about our Michelob Ultra Challenge for this year. Uh, the one rule we have put in is that now Mike is ineligible to play. That's correct. <laughs> that's if right. If you've competed in it once, that's you right. are <laughs> ineligible to play. Uh, and the Michelob Ultra Challenge. What this is is, uh, you know, we pick two golfers uh, to come and compete against us. That's Brian and me uh, in an 18-hole match. And yeah, we may change the format this year to favor us more. That's right. I think. Um, <laughs> but here's the deal. You, yeah. gotta be, you have to be 21 years old, right? Okay? Because it's sponsored by Michelob Ultra. So that, that should be obvious. That makes sense. You have to uh, either via Facebook or Twitter send us a photo of you with Michelob Ultra, all right? Now, it, it just be one person. We'll let you pick your partner, but uh, you have to send us a photo of you with Michelob whether it's enjoying it responsibly or if it's just a photo, you know, of you. You at the store, you at a whatever. golf course, whatever. Whatever. whatever, right. Yeah, hashtag exactly. Ultra Golf. Send it Maybe to you're at a bar, you're in front of the tap of it or something right. like that. Yeah, exactly. At Brian WGR, at Kev Sylvester. Those are the we'll, we'll tweet all this stuff right. And you got to use the hashtag Michelob Ultra Golf. That's correct. That's right. Now, you know, we've yet to have a, a woman apply for this in the two years. And I know there's a lot of ladies who play golf and play golf. Well, no, I'm just saying this is not just open to guys. This is open to Everybody. women, too. So It's got to be over 21. Just 21 and over older. 21. That's right. That's it. Absolutely. And we're not ashamed to get beat by women. We'll get beat by anybody, pretty much. It's happened well, in the hey, past. Well, listen, I want to win it. Um, well, yeah. And there's a nice prize pack for Michelob Ultra if you beat us. If Which, they don't, they'll, you still keep, get, they'll still get it, Jeff. <laughs> they'll still get it, Jeff. Jeez, we got to make trying them to, earn it. Trying to make the prize <laughs> thing here. This is how it works. Well, with your radio. new putting stroke, Brian, you're, you'll that's be, right. That's yes. right. That's right. Uh, Mike Venditti, one of the members here at Lockport, joining us. He was in last year's Michelob Ultra Challenge, and uh, yes, beat us. We're going to move on from that. Mike, what do you like about playing here? Uh, <clears throat> there's so much, guys. It's kind of my home away from home, and I appreciate you coming out. I'm a big fan of the show, by the way. I appreciate what you guys do for uh, for golf in Western New York. Um, I could talk about the membership, how, uh, you know, when I, when I joined in 2015, you think country club, and sometimes there's a tendency to think of maybe the word stuffiness or pretentiousness, and there's none of that here with the membership, which, which I find fantastic. The staff is amazing from Judge Golf staff uh, all the way to the people through the restaurant. Um, but for me, and Brian knows me pretty well, it's all about the golf course, and that's what I'm about. And for those that listening that haven't played, I would just encourage you to come out and play 18 holes. You will fall in love with the place. You know, I typically play from the back tees, which Judd was mentioning earlier, and it's just a little bit over 6,500 yards, which is not long, but the, it provides so many challenges in so many different ways. You rarely get a flat lie, even if in the fairway. The greens, which Judd mentioned, and compared to Shinnecock, are very difficult. A lot of three putts out there, and it's a fun course to play. Like, you, you never get tired of playing it because of the. there's a drivable par four, 
couple very long par fours. There's a sense of charm to it, which I enjoy. You could play five, and the train's going by on the tracks. Or you're on 13, you're right by the canal, and it um, it's just it's just a it's it's a great spot. How do you play 14? Uh, th- this year I've been uh, a little, little bit more aggressive. Um, I've been trying to knock it on. Um, usually a three wood gets there, um, so you don't have to take driver out. You can easily play um, iron iron and play it safe. But even if you go for the green from the tee, you can end up with a very awkward lie around the green and. It's got a lot of slope to it, so again, it has its defense, even if, even though it's a short hole. Yeah, and the data will tell you, you should, if you can reach it, you should try to drive. Go you got it. a better chance to get right. up and down from closer to the green. Mike, That's here's right. one thing I know that you've always mentioned with me too, and the times that you've invited me out here, as you said that some that it's easy to get out. That's one thing here too that this isn't. There's not you know massive numbers uh, waiting a T1 here. I know that's one thing you always say is a nice thing about being here it's uh you know when i bring when i bring some guests out they're amazed how how often you know it's not every time but um a large majority of the time you're out there and we're playing 18 holes in three hours and you you, you, there's no congestions very rarely do you have trouble getting off the first tee without waiting and just that that ease factor of coming out and playing and uh and it you know that's it's a big push with the usga right now i know it's time you know times of the rounds and uh, the fact you can get out here and play quickly is, is just such a bonus. Now, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there there was an invitational invite on the line? Had we won, you were going to play in the invite this year, right? Yeah, but we blew that. that. <laughs> we blew know. that for you, didn't we? I think so. All right. Hey, how's the golf team shaping up for the fall? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to, you know, yeah. you know, I, right. there's a little awkward tension between the two of them. <laughs> no, here. no, 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 no. When that fine, happened, but anyhow, <laughs> Brian's mood changed. Yeah. Right. Brian's like, yeah. forgot about that. Here. So you so you, you've coached high school golf at Williamsville South. So I mean, working with high school players, what are some of those challenges like? Yeah, it's fun. It's um, it, I enjoy it's as a high school coach. It's the season is so short. You really don't want to tinker with a golf swing too much because you could really throw them haywire in that short amount of time. I enjoy trying to impart some of the things I've come across as far as course management, um, kind of how to read greens, what sh- type of shot to play in certain situations, when to be aggressive, when not to be, and. Um, it's just fun working with kids of that age and kind of seeing them progress through through the years you have them. Yeah. Mike Venditti, the member here at Lockport Town and Country Club with us here on Tee to Green. Uh, Mike, before we let you go, um, as you are a nice supporter of the show, you did participate in our annual Duster Challenge, which we should say is coming up. Registration, DusterChallenge.com. It's uh, Friday, August 3rd at Fox Valley. Can you, uh, you've been doing such a nice job here of speaking here so far. So uh, can, you, can you throw a plug for those who uh, – that might have uh, thought about signing up for that event. I know you said you had a good time in it. Absolutely, year. yeah. It's the uh, first chance I had to meet uh, both Kevin and Jeff, and it's it's a good time. You know, I uh, had a couple buddies out last year, and um, I do have one issue with the one pin placement. That that's <laughs> I think Kevin may be responsible for that, from what I understand. It's uh, been discussed. It's been discussed. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. You're talking, about, you're talking about hole fifteen. I am. We yeah. made it. We made it easier last year than it was in the. The first duster challenge still very difficult, <laughs> uh, but no, it's a good time. You get, you get around. Don't ask it, Jeff his thoughts on that. It got competitive. I can't. I can't remember the name of the gentleman I went against um, in the second round um, of the duster last year. But I think we went like seven or eight or nine playoff holes. And That's it was right. Just, it was a. It was. It was a blast. Yeah, I didn't notice you signed up again. Where? I'm on it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> He's well, in it. Listen, the di- there's a discount. There's a 10 percent discount right now. Registration's normally 50 bucks. Right now it's 45 up until the fourth. Of July, all right, which right. is about a calendar month out because it's August third. We figure we'll go through July third with that discount. So you got till Wednesday to you do got it. Got till Wednesday. Dusterchallenge.com to sign up, and space is limited. So don't make sure you don't get shut out there. There's always a late push for it every year. Beat the late push, save five bucks on it, uh, and use those to buy a raffle ticket for one of our new sponsors, T Squared Putters of Orchard Park. They are creating a putter. For the Duster Challenge, uh, that'll be raffled. It's gonna off be one there. of our, yeah. They one do of our custom putters, there. some amazing, amazing uh, stuff. Um, I, I've tested them out, and they're, Brian, along with the tip, pretty cool. Putters, yeah, these putters are great. Yeah. So we're excited about that, and, and uh, we'll uh, see everybody there. We're gonna for donate it. some proceeds to the Western New York PGA Reach, the Academy. Reach Foundation. Yep, yes. that's exciting for me. What does that do again, Jeff? For everybody that maybe doesn't know that. Well, locally, the Reach Foundation supports some of our programs, like our Hope Program, which is helping Patriots everywhere, where we work with uh, wounded veterans for, through the VA, and uh, and golf's a great, uh, great recuperative tool for them as they uh, as they readjust. Awesome. Looking forward to that, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. We'll. Uh, 
You got the tea time for us here in about 12 minutes? We're all set. Okay, awesome. Looking forward to that. Mike Vendetti, member here at Lockport Town and Country Club, joining us here on TD Green. Uh, when we come back, the U.S. Senior Opens going on this week. We'll update you on that leaderboard as uh, we roll on here from the beautiful patio on a gorgeous weekend here at Lockport Town and Country Club with Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Medes. I'm Brian Colziel. Back right after this on WGR. Back here, TD Green, to Lockport Town and Country Club. Our check of the Champions Tour this week, the U.S. Senior Open. Jerry Kelly is your leader. They're playing in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And Kelly is in the lead after two rounds. He's one shot ahead of... Steve Tricker? The, no, the most oh. interesting man in golf. Oh, Miguel. Miguel. Jimenez. Jimenez. Didn't he get married? Yes, he did. Wow. That's A couple right. years ago. Yes. That's right. He, you know, I he... He lived on a boat. I Spain, know the stories, right? yes. Yeah. Good. What a life, right? Yeah. Kelly is minus five. Jimenez one back at minus four. Uh, former Atlanta Braves pitcher, Hall of Famer, John Smoltz, actually qualified for this. Right. And missed the cut. Shot. He struggled in round one, 85, but then shot a 77 yesterday, which was almost the average score yesterday. So he... Just kind of, you know, getting his feel of it. Ended up uh, going 85-77. Missed the cut, but um, a little extra buzz with having a Hall of Fame pitcher in the field he, there. He made comments to, like, this is one of the greatest accomplishments of his life. This is a Hall of Fame right. pitcher who was an unbelievable Cy starter. Young, World Series, Hall of Fame, yeah, baseball. It, it went yeah. from being a starter to one of the best it relievers closes, in the game, right? right? Yeah. And, you know, Hall of Famer, and here he is. He makes the U.S. Senior Open. And I get it, right? I mean, everybody with golf, you get it if you could qualify for it. Like, how many golfers you know, like, well, I'm going to get my game in shape so I can go on the Senior Champions Tour. Right. And you're like, you know how right. difficult it is to make PGA Tour champions? And then yeah. you're somebody who's able to do that in the U.S. Senior Open. That's right. pretty, pretty special. Absolutely. Know? No, I, I agree with you. Uh, another big event going on this week is the Women's PGA Championship. Three-way tie for the lead. And one of those leaders is one that uh, is very familiar Kev, you got to play golf with her. Brooke Henderson, Brooke Henderson yeah. is amongst the three-way tie for the lead right now. Yeah, well, she's a fantastic. She's she's probably she's the biggest star in Canadian golf right now. My buddy Mark Sakino would argue he is, but uh, no, uh, Brooke Henderson. I mean, look at all apologies to David Hearn and uh, why am I forgetting Adam Hadwin? Adam Hadwin, who's probably yeah. the best men's player out of Canada right now. But Brooke Henderson is the star of Canadian golf right now. Fantastic yeah. player. She's excellent. And I know, Jeff, since the PGA of America has kind of taken over um, the what they – you know, it's been rebranded. It's the Women's PGA Championship It's still now. Wegmans right. tournament. Right. It's, right? it's one that uh, at times has been floated around, but, yes, was in Rochester too. But uh, the big sponsorship with it, the PGA attachment to it, this event has gotten a lot bigger now on the ladies' side. Yeah, it's part of the PGA's push for, you know, to get women – more women playing golf. And, uh, you know, there's 50% of the population that we need to get playing more golf. And uh, and you watch people like Brooke Henderson and stuff, and you say, hey and, – and we talked about it before on the show. It feels like in the last few years, the new the new the women's tour is doing better. It feels like the the women's events are getting better. They're starting to get more publicity. They're starting to get more press. People are starting to appreciate how how really talented, skilled, and athletic these women are. Yeah, couple of things on uh, Tiger's round before we go here, just to, that I wanted to throw in. Um, yesterday, he made four putts of fifteen feet or longer. It's the most that he's done since twenty fourteen at the Honda Classic. So. Uh, and yesterday he made 144 feet worth of putts versus that, he, 76 the previous day. That's it's essentially half. That's the first time in four years he's made that. That sounds unbelievable to me that he hasn't made four putts over 15 feet. Well, you got to remember he hasn't played a whole lot. True, but years. still, you think one right. day you'd make a couple. You well, just, the make the make percentage. You know, they, they you look at the make percentage on and those numbers, and it's. Astonishingly low. Isn't the make percentage approach. at six feet? It's uh, or five feet. It's almost fifty percent. It, it, it drops like off at sixty-eight percent at five feet, and then at six then feet it goes yeah, to fifty. Yeah, yeah. Then it starts knew, dropping off. Okay. Yeah. And that number, uh, yeah. And you watch the best players when you're watching people that are winning. Their make percentage inside of ten feet is like it's always way up there. Way I want to say Jason Day. This was up until up uh, to the memorial hadn't missed five feet or less. Hadn't missed all year. Amazing. Well, That's Tiger incredible. had Tiger had a stat for years where he he went like five hundred for five hundred and one inside of three feet for yes. when he was at the best. Now, yeah. now that's why he's switching putters, I guess, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, 
also, before we go here, uh, Kevin, I know you and I on Tuesday are playing in the Pro-Am event for the LeeCom, yes. which is next week. Peak and peak. If you're looking for something to do, maybe on the 4th you have the day off, or uh, if you know later in the week, obviously somebody might have a holiday day or two. Uh, it's at Peak and Peak. That's another local event yeah. going on fourth next week. Fourth, it would just be practice rounds. That's usually the Pro-Am day, but they moved it to Tuesday to, the 3rd because of the holiday. So but the first round's Thursday the 5th. I'm sorry. Thursday yes, the 5th yes, is yes. the first round of competition down there, and, you know, you want – you want to bring your kids and get autographs and stuff, like, well, it would be a place to go. Well, Tim sure. Freeze and I are starting on Friday, so we will be available for autographs awesome. shortly oh, after beautiful. that. Yes, yes. Selfies, so, of course, yeah, you're willing yeah, to take. Maybe you're announcing on the tee, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. yes, now on the tee. Yes. From Williams Hill, New York. I'll be Ryan watching a lot of, gy- a lot of Jim right. Nance videos this week to prepare yeah. myself. Now, yes. this is uh, – I played in it last year, and, you know, Brian, you're going to love the experience of playing with a tour pro. You'll get a cart for the amateurs. The pros still have to walk with their kids. <laughs> that is a tough walk, and they're going to do it, you know, five, six days. And they're not wearing shorts yet, right? They are not wearing shorts, no. And it's going to be 90 on Tuesday. I'm going to be wearing shorts. There's no I question about that. So. We should represent. Are we going to wear the tea to green we shirts? Should, we should represent. All right. Well, I'll wash it because it's hot right now. So I might. This yes. one might be have a little sweat. The only on problem, it. <laughs> with re- the only problem representing is like I know too many guys are like, "Hey, can I get one of those?" I'll say, "Yes, go to your pro shop and ask for Donald Ross." Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's how you do it. We have Glen Oak. There you that's go. That's right. Or go to Glen Oak. That's right. Uh, let's thank everybody here at Lockport Town and Country Club again, Rollin O'Malley and uh, Judd Noto for joining us here, the PGA Pro. How cool does this look with all the umbrellas? Like now I can just up. picture everybody here jamming on a Friday, Saturday night. Wedding here. Uh, it's a perfect spot, like cocktail hour right out here. Everybody's just kind of hanging out. And Your 50th, Brian, be awesome. That here. would be. I can book it now, 10 years from now, right? 50th anniversary or 50th birthday? Either. I think I either would be great here for you. Okay. 50's not so old. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> that's right. That's right. How many years until that, Jeff, for you? We're talking months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's book it. We're I don't know if I'd be booked on it. We'll book it. Yeah, <laughs> there right. we go. <laughs> but thanks for everybody here. Uh, again, feel free to call Rollins at the club or Melissa uh, if you want to come out and get a tour or uh, check out the course. Uh, I will echo what uh, Mike Vendetti, the member, said here, um, that it is a very, very welcoming place. And uh, if you've ever thought about Joining a club, uh, this is a great, great spot to go ahead and do it. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't met anybody who's played here and hasn't said, wow. Yeah, it really, it, it does have the wow factor all the way around. It really does. No doubt about it. So thank you for, uh, for everybody for, uh, again, the warm hospitality. And we thank you for listening as uh, we want you all to have a safe and happy 4th of July week. Stay hydrated. That's right. It's going to be hot. Drink lots of fluids. Yes. No Responsibly doubt. and stay hydrated. That's right. That's right. For Kevin Sylvester, PJ Pro Jeff Midas, I'm Brian Colziel. Kyle Powell back in our Amherst studios. Thank you, Kyle. The entire show will be up on our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com. I'll also tweet it out as well at BrianWGR. Have a great holiday week. We'll talk to you next Saturday right here on TD Green at 7 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at 4. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.